Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. Normally you'll find three of us gathered around the desk of Insight to talk about some issues that have caught our eye from the preceding week's news. Today, as is last week, there's just the two of us, myself, Chris Bound, the web editor, and Catherine Dogrell, our perspectives editor. Andrew Sangster, our editorial director, went off to watch the rugby in Japan and has recently been enjoying some alternative accommodation there known as a typhoon shelter. So now he knows what it's like if you stay in a basement windowless room in a super budget hotel. Although perhaps with a few more Japanese than we're used to hanging around with here in London. Um, now then, first week we're going to talk about um, some of the issues we discovered at the two of us at the annual hotel conference in Manchester last week, which is a big festival of all the UK hotel industry and those connected with it. Uh, very well attended it was too. Uh, Catherine, you had a panel to moderate, uh, but what else did you get out of uh, the event? Um, well, I think having a panel to moderate was, was getting more than enough out of it, particularly because it was at nine o'clock in the morning, the morning after everyone's um, big dinners. But the room was full nonetheless of uh, people consumed with excitement about talking about deals. And um, and that was one of the interesting things. Uh, as we know, there's been a, lo- a big flight to the hotel sector of uh, investors um, becoming terrified that they're not going to make stacks of money and going to hotels uh, at the lack of residential and office opportunities. So we kind of agreed on my panel that hotels were the least worst option in this environment, which is brilliant and a ringing endorsement. And um, <laughs> and uh, so what will be interesting to see is whether cometh the downturn, um, hotels prove themselves as an established market by seeing a flight to, to reassurance, a flight to security from uh, nervous money. Mm, so I don't entirely sure we're there yet, but we may well be. But elsewhere in the conference, away from my fantastic jumper, there are uh, all sorts of chit chat. And one of the interesting things about the lenders um, panel was that um, they were asked the perennial, do you seek solace in the brands? Is this reassuring uh, for you doing development? And it was great because all the lenders said they were funding development, which is as ever one of those things you just can't seem to prove. Um, but <laughs> but, but it, it always gets said, and so it always must be true. Like, uh, like relationship banking, it's all very important to have a relationship with your banker um, every single time. We heard that a few times. Um, but as far as the brands go, they're very much pushing the brand in certain locations. Some locations, of course, don't need a brand at all. Mm-hmm. Some do. Um, but then some were saying that maybe they'd be more interested in the reassurance of a third-party operator, which is not something we've heard before. Ooh. Of course, I know. Mm. If you're a, um, a, a private equity investor who's looking at sort of six, seven, eight years, uh, you maybe don't want to be lashed down to a 25-year agreement, stunningly, but you still need the reassurance of you know finding somebody who can sort your hotel out uh, that isn't you. Um, obviously, you're interested in saving money by taking flowers off the uh, desk receptions and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a classic Marty Kamjak line from uh, from a little while back now. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, but you know it stands. Flowers mm. are expensive. Yeah. Um, and of course, for the so, uh, the, the third party managers, we've got our oh, Interstate have just sort of um, they're they're moving up a gear, uh, having just been sold. Um, indeed. You've got um, what are they called? Redefine or BDL? Oh, yes, Redefine. Per many two of those three. Um, you know, they're, they're looking hard to get into into broader Europe. And, uh, and then, of course, you've got um, coming up on the rails, uh, those cheeky chappies at Sycas Hospitality who seem to be 
diving around doing deals left, right and centre. Indeed, uh, and always lots of exciting, flexible models. Yeah. Uh, so, ooh, but, uh, but it turns out these third-party management types, they're all terribly efficient and they can make your building work better. And mm. so maybe, just maybe, they decided that you don't always need a brand. So um, I think following on from our hotel distribution event the other week, mm. uh, there's the brands are going to have to um, to reinvent themselves a tiny shade, it seems. Ooh. Mm. Well, I went. Well, I, I missed out on your lovely jumper and your, indeed your lovely what? panel because I went Horrifying. to one that was on at the same time, which was uh, a bunch of folk who are kind of coming up on, on from the from the left and the right with new brands, new ideas, um, and that included um, Merrily Carr from uh, Under the Doormat, who's um, mm. working, I think, with Marriott, Robert Godwin from uh, Lamington, who's got the uh, Home Tells. Uh, um, Stephen Haag I hope that's how you say it from Sonda um, who of course quite interesting because they are busily leasing um, individual stuff whole whole buildings uh, they sort of look like look a bit like posh kind of um, uh, service departments but actually you can if you go on the website you can actually rent them by the night um, yes it's very much the intriguing model Sonda yeah yeah and also Chris Stevenson from uh, Marriott's Homes and Villas division, which of course is new, uh, newly created after their little experiment they did um, with Hostmaker last year. So, um, the, the, the kind of all felt like a lot of stuff was happening quite quick with these different um, different folk, and um, along with them there was uh, Nicola Catan from Booking.com, who of course are busy flexing and have effectively recreated themselves in the last year or two as a uh, not a website where lots of hotels are listed but a website where lots of accommodation is listed and um, it's been amazing to watch the transformation really so um all things, things all moving quite fast and you know these are these new brands going to be coming up on the rails you know uh, have, no one's really heard of zonda but you know everyone's heard of airbnb currently um. <laughs> <laughs> they have well people keep coming up to me talking about Sonda and saying oh. that it's, it's the the eye they do um, yes. and saying it's 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 the way ahead it's the way ahead it's it's the way to make all this sort of uh, flexible accommodation I guess we're we're calling it it's not sharing is it um, no. but you know it looks it looks inspired by sharing because they suddenly realize that people you know particularly people who may be sitting in a meeting all day are not as bendy as they might be and therefore don't want to use their bed as a <laughs> dining room <laughs> as a dining room and an office so <laughs> so maybe would like some other things in their room that they they could use um, but it, don't involve sleeping in a load of crumbs and bits of keyboard yes um so yes yes and sonda seem to be doing it well and of course as you said the lease structure is very interesting yes now speaking of people who are being bendy and flexy um let's <laughs> let's move across to oyo because they're kind of flexing all over the place changing their model left right and center it seems you, you've done a piece they about are, their yes, fundraise horses <laughs> Horses for courses. So, um, so in the US, there hotels, all the hotels, and of course there are an awful lot of, uh, of, uh, of a lot of Indian ownership in the, particularly the motel sector in the US, which no doubt will be distract, will be, uh, will be attracting them. They're not distracting them. Well, maybe both. But, um, but in the in the in the EU, they are looking more at the sharing market, um, having made inroads into the UK, as we as we heard at the conference. Um, to quite a large extent, I can't remember the top of my head how many hotels they've got now, but it's just quite a lot. It's yeah, they've got a quite a big team looking for more as well. So they have, and some fancy offices and everything. Um, so that's great. And as we as we heard last week, loads more money 
um, from their investors, including the good people at SoftBank. And it was this that um, that caused some intrigue because uh, they have been expanding very, very quickly. SoftBank, of course, also invest in WeWork. Um, and at the moment, it's not really proving to be what would call a classic investment if you take investment to be something you put money into. <laughs> that delivers a return. And get money out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not really. It's more of a swirling vortex of debt. Put money into. <laughs> And then think about probably quite late at night. Um, was that a right? Was that really the right idea? When will I get my money back? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Yes. I haven't shared an office with anyone before. Is it a real thing? Yep. Mm. Um, so, so at SoftBank, you've got to think they're looking at their investment portfolio. One assumes they call it, mm. um, and, uh, and wonder where they're going to get money from first. Um, and it's who knows, who knows, who knows? but possibly more. Oh, yeah, at this point. Well. So there was some perplexion amongst the people at the conference as to how long Oyo could could fund this um, because it makes a lot of sense in in India where they've had you know decades of trouble branding, um, particularly at the economy end of the market, and it makes a lot of sense in other places. But it seems by looking at the hotels that have joined uh, in the UK that this is the the tail, and they said they're looking at the tail um, with the under-demolished mid-market to um, to quote other individuals in the hotel shop. Well, yeah, the former Not talking about this. So <laughs> the former the former CEO Andy Harrison at uh, Whitbread was famous for saying that their their market, you know, the market they were going for was this uh, this tail end of unbranded low, lower to middle market hotels, and it seems as if Oyo is um, throwing them a lifeline, perhaps. It is, but we you know were they waving or were they drowning and all this kind of bit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we'll we'll find out when the when the money the money dries up because uh, <laughs> surely it must. Do well, and it's always a worry um, when Reuters have an article saying that Oyo's looking a bit wee worky. That's <laughs> it's not it's not flattering. That's is not, it? They're it's not, not saying, a positive thing. They're not saying super super flexible and really attractive to the millennials. Mm, <laughs> that's, mm. that's not what they're saying. No. no. So um, yes, it's not ideal, but we'll, we'll see where they're going with that. Because um, yes, they've they've kind of when I've spoken to them before, they've said this isn't the last roll of the dice for these things. We're we're, we're capable of making these hotels bigger and better and, and more wonderful. But from what I've been hearing on the ground, and I think from what you've been hearing on the mm. ground, the wonderfulness is not necessarily written in. Um, no, it does feel as though some of these hotels may just not rise up and become yes you know 20 30 40 50 year business someone i met at the conference did share with me their experience of staying in an oyo and it did seem that the uh uh the the, the branding and input into the property was perhaps a little limited in terms of yes. the, the whole guest experience shall we say which is fine you don't necessarily need a lot of branding to make you feel happy uh but hmm. yes i've had similar reports um, and whilst they're supporting revenue, I think they have sort of a, a 12 month revenue guarantee, which is great for the owner. That's great for the owner. Mm -hmm. um, but are they just taking that final 12 months and then, you know, wait until the 11th month to flog it off for conversion into residential or whatever? Well, we shall yeah. see. We shall yeah. see. And as someone who watches the Newswires daily for our, um, our hotel analyst daily news update, um, I have been seeing a few things from India where some Oyo hotel signees have uh, started complaining that the uh, the fees have gone up rather more than they thought they were going to. So there's a fair mm. few hoteliers in India not exactly singing the praises of Oyo at the moment. So yeah, they're settling into their markets in differing ways. They are, and of course, the exciting thing for Oyo, which is the exciting thing for, for Airbnb and places like that, is that the competition out there 
is not immense. So there were some mutterings around Trebo and we thought for a while that Acker were going to invest in Trebo. That didn't happen and I understand it's not going to happen. So No rival platform for the independents? No rival platform for the moment. No. Obviously I'll be one along in three or four years, no, no doubt. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no doubt. doubt. But it's, you know, and we call it Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> but until Google gets around to that. Um, it's the team Oyo all the way but, but yeah like you say there are lots of different models in lots of different countries and um, maybe they won't stick with this one in the UK um, well they proved themselves to be pretty flexible so maybe they'll just swap around now the next thing we were going to talk about and let's, let's we're done with speculating but but <laughs> we're just going to talk about the story that uh, that has arisen recently the suggestion that uh, Brookfield the, uh, the owners of the uh, British centre parks business is actually looking to uh, perhaps exit and uh, sell the uh, very successful um, hotel uh, resort business on to a new buyer. Um, now the question is, what's in it for the new buyer, and uh, how much will it go for? Well, it could go for about three billion pounds, apparently. Oh, what do goodness. you reckon? Who's going to buy it? Yeah, why not? Who's going to buy it? Well, you know, as as I think you said, so I credit you with this this random <laughs> rumor. Uh, Foson have they have you some know, spare cash? Hoping, they have got some spare cash. They were hoping to buy some stuff, and then that went a little bit wrong. And at the time of speaking, um, Peter Fankhauser was going to be appearing uh, <coughs> in the UK to explain himself to various government officials, um, which would be intriguing in its own way. I think possibly they would be standing to um, to explain themselves, Andrew Ledson. Mm. What they, what they thought they were doing, but um, but in lieu of, a, of an explain off, we haven't well we haven't heard what the explain off is yet. We won't know till tomorrow morning. But uh, yes, I don't think Foson are going to be um, getting in there anytime soon. But you know they have an appetite mm -hmm. for for something holiday -y. and of course they own Club Med and all those other resorts. Yeah, businesses. yeah, wouldn't be the worst fit. And then of course there's the, uh, uh, the potential of of sort of finally bringing back together the Centre Parks Europe business with the Centre Parks UK business. Oh it'll dear, I don't no. like that, but it might it'll happen. It'll never happen, maybe. <laughs> it'll never happen. Clearly it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Far you too know, logical you know, and sensible. It's, it's, exactly. But you, you know, it's for what you're losing in the almighty hassle of it, you're gaining in terms of uh, shared, um, you know, headed note. Paper, <laughs> that's a money, it's a money saver, isn't it? Yeah. So, yep. you know, people talk about these synergies. Well, that's a big one. Here they are. Yep. That really is, really is. But, Particularly if you're not planning on changing the. Electric. But of course, the problem for any new owner of the centre box business is it's mighty difficult to add additional sites, uh, and it's also it's not exactly uh, a, a business that's got a great potential to improve its performance because uh, occupancy is is resolutely in the high nineties percent. Exactly, it's already astounding. Yes. How yes. <laughs> many people they get in there? And much as it's astounding how much money they charge. Um, <laughs> it's so, never a cheap holiday, folks. It's really not. Um, so, yes, which obviously makes it quite attractive. So far, the, the model for buying centre parks seems to be buy it, hold it for five or six years, build a new centre parks, sell it to another private equity house or a similar style investor who then builds another one. And so gradually, over the course of millennia, <laughs> we might get to 10. Soon come to exactly to colonize the entire world um ever there were there were hopes for brookfield that they would take it um take it west to the us where things are cheaper but uh, but they didn't so you know somebody else could do that if they fancied it well yeah because it will work really well over uh, there because they're already spelling so, the word center you know. correctly yeah um of course well, so once again it. savings to be made <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, there's no need to change any any logos or signage. The center is spelt correctly <laughs> no. for the US market. Ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. So I think yes. Well, maybe a US buyer would be interested. In, uh, in America, you might have to add a casino in to make it a proper resort. That's fine. I mm -hmm. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not. If I was staying in Center Parks, I wouldn't not there be a casino. Center Parks. Another opportunity to lose lose an inordinate amount of Centre money. Center Parks Vegas. That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when the, the Oyo and the old um the old Hooters oh. if anything goes wrong there, they've got you know. There you go. Ready made, Oyo ready made. buys centre parks, mm. that's it. The logic exactly. is there. It seems obvious. Yeah, yeah. Well I guess <laughs> I guess the other first. sensible thing would be for a uh, I mean there's there's so much institutional money about that surely it's time for uh, one of the institutions to buy centre parks and uh, just you know it, it's a mature investment it's going to keep delivering mm. what do you think they would, yes I don't know they would, you would need someone to operate mm. it it's not too difficult to, a thing to achieve yeah. mm. Mm. okay yes yes it's very wholesome which the institutions like of course yes once we you know taken out the casino aspect yeah, yeah been the casinos for the institutional buyer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes there we are. Ooh. That's that one. I, all your all your issues so, solved here. That's that one solved. Brickfield, you know who to call. <laughs> well, and on that heartening note, we'll stop this week's <laughs> podcast and look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now. <laughs>